0: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. Okay, let's move on to wide receivers. Jonathan Mingo, taken by the Panthers in the second round. Eighth pick of the second round. Fifth wide receiver off the board. Mingo ends up going to a wide receiver needy Panthers. Okay, Adam Thielen is turning 33 years old in August. What the Panthers were thinking, giving him a three-year, $25 million contract, I have no idea. You still have DJ Chark, you know, who's a good field stretcher. He hasn't really been a target earner since 2019, And I believe those two guys will be the perimeter wide receivers while Mingo runs out of the slot. And that's what I'm hoping they do in Carolina. I think that is what they end up doing. Um, Again, you know, Mingo does not profile as an outside guy, despite his size. He did play on the outside for a lot of, um, you know, his snaps, I think 60 to 70% of snaps on the outside uh, at Ole Miss. I, I was there at the senior bowl, you know, watched a lot of him. Okay. He's an intermediate route runner, right? He was getting open a ton. Again, and you guys have seen this already. Like, I haven't been, you know, wa- looking for Mingo much, right? Uh, but at the Senior Bowl, he was getting open. He was gobbling up all those short to intermediate targets. Um, so even though he played mostly outside at Old Miss, I would hope they move him inside. Because, you know, Thielen can be way more effective than Mingo on the outside. And Thielen also played you know, on the perimeter, mostly over the last couple of years in Minnesota. Um, so Mingo got the draft capital that you're looking for. His analytical profile, his production profile, especially absolutely stinks. His efficiency, efficiency in college stinks. Now he did deal with some injuries that affected that. Okay. And then after watching him in person, you know, understanding his ridiculous speed and athleticism and how much Frank Wright loves his slot wide receivers, right? This is who he was hoping Paris Cable would become, right? Um, I'm a lot more bought in now despite knowing that he is a complete boom-bust type of prospect for me. Um, there is a chance that Mingo ends up being on par or getting more targets this year than the, than these other two wide receivers I mentioned based on the fact that you know, he'll be more of the layup guy for Bryce Young than any of these other Carolina wide receivers. Moving on to Jaden Reed, taken by the Packers in the middle of the second round. One of my favorite prospects who I just didn't think was going to get the draft capital. Like, he had a down twenty twenty two season, but he killed it at the Senior Bowl. If you saw my Senior Bowl coverage, you know I loved me some Jaden Reed. Um, Probably the best separator there. One of the best separators in this class. I just wasn't sure if he was going to get that day two draft capital. He got the second round. Okay, so now the Packers fill a much-needed vacancy at wide receiver. And dare I say it, and I love Christian Watson. You guys know I love Christian Watson. And I think it's still worth betting on Christian Watson. To be a good wide receiver, you know, in the NFL, based on his year one metrics, year one production, but Reed is a very good wide receiver who could challenge Watson to be the main target earner on this offense. We don't know what Jordan Love will be, but it's worth knowing who the top dogs in this wide receiver core are, uh, and that's what that's Watson and that's Reed as it stands right now. There was a report talking about Romeo Dubs leading this team in receptions next year. No. Moving on to Rashi Rice second round to the Chiefs. I think this was a bit of a reach pick for the Chiefs. Okay. Not the first wide receiver they reached on recently. But especially with some of these other wide receivers on the board. Uh you know, but regardless, like I'm not overly hyped for Rashi Rice going to Kansas City. And this is not because they also drafted Sky Moore. Who by the way, I like to weigh more as a prospect than Rice. So as it stands, I still believe more in Sky Moore making a resurgence in year two than I am for Rice overall. And and I get wanting to you know, take a shot on the wide receiver. That's paired with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, you know, on the team that desperately seems to need a wide receiver. You know, do they really need one? They still won a Super Bowl last year. They could use one for sure. But Rashi Rice is still in a void for me. Um, you know, similarly to Sky Moore, Rice didn't play in the Power Five, but Rice isn't as good of a route runner, right? Can he stretch a field and win some contested catches? Sure. Like he had plenty of those in college, you know, even though it wasn't as consistent as like the highlight reels, you know, make it seem um i think he'll have some big plays he'll have some big games but for fantasy purposes i'm steering clear um i don't think this is a situation where the quarterback can elevate someone okay and and by the way i watched him at the senior bowl i was very excited to see him to be honest with you and he just wasn't really making plays he didn't stand out and it's worth noting that he didn't play in the power five so there were plenty of power five dbs out there didn't leave the senior bowl with many positives on rashi rice personally Moving on to Marvin Mims, uh, Denver traded up to grab him at the very end of the second round. Second round draft capital, like to go with his analytical profile. You love to see this. Pair with Sean Payton, you love to see it. Pair with Russell Wilson, I actually kind of like it. You know, remember when Payton got in as the head coach, he said that he wants to do things that Russell Wilson does particularly well. Like, and I quote, bringing him off a naked boot and then pulling up. And we all saw that throw to lock it across the field. And I kind of like Mims to complete I kind of like Mims to complete that sentence in Denver. Okay. You know, he's a downfield receiver uh, who got the draft capital. He deserves, you know, he's not a you know 140 target a year guy, but he can be very efficient. You know, I do like this fit for Mims in Denver. You know, obviously he has to, you know, contend with Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton, but that's right now. Like we don't know what the situation will look like in a year, you know, w- you know, once Sean Payton really decides who he wants on this team right and it's worth noting that Mims was his first draft pick with the Denver Broncos all right moving on to Tank Dell Houston's first pick in the third round now listen I love Tank he was a monster at the senior bowl one of the best separators there no one could really stay with him the way he was getting up off the line Um, but on a Houston team that needs a wide receiver like I'm not so high on John Mechie personally definitely rooting for the guy by the way like glad he's you know going to be able to make his way back onto the field after his medical condition um, but you got Nico Collins who isn't necessarily someone who was able to take advantage of the Brandon cook situation last year. you could see tank potentially getting some targets out of the slot. Um, but again, look at his size man 58165 like he's gonna be a major outlier if he makes anything happen okay I love him. I just can't bet on him. Like, I'd rather take shots on Nico Collins right now. At least there's some glimpses glimpses of him being a target earner. Last year, he averaged nine targets over his last four games. You know, didn't do much with it, but, you know, his quarterback situation was terrible. Now he has a little bit of a quarterback upgrade, maybe a big big quarterback upgrade. And, you know, I'm not, I know I'm supposed to be talking about Tank Dell here, but I think I'd just rather take a shot on Collins as someone who might be able to put up wide receiver three numbers there this year, maybe. Moving on to Jalen Hyatt, uh, Giants fans already hate me. Um, they hated me when they picked Kadarius Toney. Um, I didn't love that move. Um, and, you know, I think Kadarius Tony proved that he's a better receiver than I thought he was. He just hasn't been able to stay healthy. And I'm hoping that I'm wrong about Jalen Hyatt too. I like the landing spot here. The Giants really needed a field stretcher. That's exactly what Hyatt is. I don't think he's someone who'll be getting a ton of targets at the next level. He just doesn't run a, enough of a variety of routes. And the offense he was in college, like basically just utilized him as a, a one-trick pony, maybe a two-trick pony, you know, deep balls and screens. Um, but I think the guys who are going to be target earners and you know, are Darren Waller, Isaiah Hodgins, even Paris Campbell, I think those guys have a better chance at averaging more targets per game than Hyatt, assuming those all those guys are full time players. Okay. Um, however, I do think that Hyatt ends up making a difference for their offense more for football purposes than for fantasy, right? Because that field stretcher is invaluable in today's game, okay? So I think Hyatt's going to have his games, no doubt about it. Like, that that speed downfield is no joke, okay? He's sure-handed. He knows how to track the ball, but I don't, th- I don't think he's someone, you know, you'd feel comfortable throwing into your lineup every week. Now, his teammate, Cedric Tillman, goes right after uh, Hyatt, okay, in the middle of the third to the Browns, and I like this spot for Tillman a lot. I think he compliments the guys they currently have pretty well. Elijah Moore in the slot. He can even rotate, you know, Elijah Moore can rotate with Amari Cooper, you know, as a flanker. Tillman can be the true X on this offense. Now I like Donovan Peoples-Jones, but we probably saw the best of DPJ last season, right? Like he probably is the guy that gets hurt the most with this draft pick because he plays the same specific position as the X receiver. Now, does this happen in year one? Maybe not, but long-term, you know, for Cedric Tillman tied to Deshaun Watson, assuming he gets back to who he was prior to Jerky Jerk. This could be a good thing for Tillman. Now, Josh Downs fell to the middle of the third round to the Colts. He fell way too far, in my opinion. Josh Downs, you know, the Colts got a very good slot wide receiver here. He's going to start from day one. They already have the perimeter wide receivers all set up with Michael Pittman and Alec Pierce. Uh, Anthony Richardson now has someone to work with here. Okay, Uh, I really like Downs to outperform his draft price of the third round. Okay, now I would rather have him paired with a more accurate quarterback to start his career. Yes, yes, for sure. But I'm hoping Richardson can get there. And Downs is somebody who can definitely help him become better, you know, in that intermediate area of the field where Richardson did have some accuracy struggles. Moving on to Michael Wilson, end of the third round for Arizona. Absolutely love, love, love. The fact that Michael Wilson got third round draft capital, I did not expect it. You know, I didn't even include him in my rookie draft kit, even though I really liked him. You know, a lot of you guys know that from my senior bowl coverage, he was one of my favorite wide receivers, but I just wasn't expecting him to get anywhere near the draft capital that he got. And I think it surprised a lot of people. And after, you know, what I saw at the senior bowl, this dude belongs. Okay. His release off the line, you know, in press coverage was so impressive. And, you know, we saw that over and over and over again during that Senior Bowl week of practices. Um, this, you know, he just wasn't able to stay healthy, right? That's his knock. Now, he profiles as an ex-receiver. So, if D Hop were to get traded, you know, he would slide into that X receiver role with Hollywood as a flanker, Ronda Moore continuing to play out of the slot. Um, you know, Wilson was a big-time sleeper for me. And I think all he has to do is stay healthy at the next level to way outperform his college production, which was severely lacking because of all the time he missed due to injury.
0: eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like Well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: Now, let's hit tight end real quick. Sam Laporta, top of the second for Detroit. You know, the Rams took an undersized running back as a top 15 pick. I'm okay with that. Took an undersized tight end, Laporta, at the top of the second. Very interesting strategy here. I like Laporta. Like, he's a very good route runner. He had great production. Comes from a good, you know, tight end pedigree school, obviously. So the hope is that he's used out of the slot. Doesn't really profile as like an inline guy at the next level. Um, I I don't see how he fits into the offense personally. Like, I have to be honest with you. Uh, We'll have to see. But I guess it's good to be drafted to an offense that we know is going to be good, right? So this is a TBD for me in terms of whether I like the landing spot or not. Got to see how he fits. Got to see how they use him. We'll see. Michael Mayer. Top of the second, you know, a pick after Laporta to the Raiders. I think the Raiders got a pretty good deal on on Mayer here at the top of the second. You know, surprised Detroit didn't go after him before Laporta, personally, if they were really looking for a replacement tight end for TJ Hawkinson. But I think Mayer is the much-needed Darren Waller replacement. I think he has a good chance to be fantasy-relevant at some point over the next couple of seasons. Um, I wouldn't expect immediate production, as we know it takes some time, for tight ends to integrate themselves fully into an offense. Um, it's a lot tougher to grade these landing spots you know for tight ends especially when you're not sure how the teams are going to look in a year or two when these tight ends will likely have a chance to break out like who knows if Josh McDaniels is still there who knows if Jimmy's still the quarterback who knows if Devonta Adams is still that dude is still on the team who knows right uh, Luke Musgrave got taken by the Packers 11th pick in the second round um, you know being taken in the second round from Musgrave, like it's really a bet on his size and athleticism, not necessarily his college production. He did look good at the Senior Bowl. The Packers' Packers' brass love Senior Bowl guys. You know what I'm saying? They got they got Jane Reed, Christian Watson. You know what I'm saying? Like they 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 had you got Romeo Dubs last year. Um, they drafted Dontavian Wicks later on. Um, but the Packers also took Tucker Craft around later. Um, another tight end. So they placed a the bet on two tight ends here, and we'll see if either. Uh, you know, or at least one of them become that guy for them. Craft also has great size, great athleticism. Um, also has a much better production profile. Although it's worth noting that he played in the FCS at South Dakota State. Um, if I'm better, if I'm if I'm betting on either of these guys, it's probably Craft. Luke Schoonmaker going to the Cowboys end of the second round. Very interesting pick. A little bit of a surprising pick. I do understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to get somebody who is good enough in the receiving game, also can be a plus blocker as well. Doesn't have a great production profile, although he was relatively efficient, uh, 2.15 yards per route run last season. Uh, right, right next to Laporta. Um, he does have elite athleticism, great size. Um, he's going to be 25 years old this year, though, so I'm not sure I'd bet on him. You know, before Jake Ferguson. For now, um, I'd expect Schoonmaker to take a little bit of time before he sees enough playing time. You know, for him to matter for fantasy uh brenton strange going to the jaguars at the end of the second round um this was an even more surprising pick than Scoodmaker. to be honest you know 1.45 yards per route run last year not good not the most productive guy good athlete decent size just an interesting pick i'm not surprised the jags took a tight end i was fully expecting them to i was not expecting evan ingram to be their long-term guy after this franchise after they franchise tagged him but now i'm looking at that as a more possible scenario <laughs> at this point you know given their tight end room I want to talk about a few notable day three guys. There are certain day three guys that I'm intrigued with. Just want to list them out real quick. Uh, Roshan Johnson for the Bears, I already mentioned him. Uh, is he a Bonaconda for the Jets? I'm not convinced he's necessarily a better running back than Michael Carter or even Zonovan Knight, to be honest with you, but he does fit this system perfectly. Like, if he has a lane on that outside zone run, you know, this man is out, okay? See ya. Kind of like Raheem Mostert, you know, in the same system. So. I get the pick because of that. I, I don't think you can ask him to create much in terms of making guys miss, uh, in terms of breaking tackles. Um, not sure I'm too interested in him for dynasty purposes, but you know, someone to take note that he could turn into a Raheem Moster type of back. Chase Brown, a big time producer in college, uh, especially last year, you know, he was very efficient in 2021, got got his workload got almost doubled in 2022 wasn't so efficient in 2022 but if anything happens to mixon like he would be the guy he'd be the guy to get the workload on early downs we know that he can handle that workload um you know i wasn't really impressed with him at the senior bowl but the fact that the Bengals waited until the the end of the fifth round to address the position tells me that they don't have plans to voluntarily get rid of joe mixon um i would assume that if they were listen this is a team who you know trying to make it to the super bowl so if they really had concerns about Mixon, I would have assumed that they grab a running back a little bit earlier. Okay, but I'll say that if anything does happen to Mixon that they weren't expecting, Chase Brown could fill in and he could be fantasy relevant. Eric Gray and Evan Hull, the two versatile running backs, were taking four picks, you know, you know, within each other to so the Giants and the Colts, respectively. Uh, both good pass catchers. I like Hull slightly more as a prospect both guys will be in handcuff consideration for the respective starters in Saquon and Jonathan Taylor. Uh, they're not shoo-ins for three-down work in case their number ones get hurt. Just keep in mind that if they do, you know they have the skill set to get it done with opportunity. Now, Dwayne McBride going to the Vikings in the seventh round, not something I expected to happen at all. I like, thought he'd potentially go off the board in day two. I still love this dude. Like If I'm betting on any day three running back, it's him. And it's not close. Like, if anything were to happen to Dalvin Cook, they have Madison. But, like, I would not be surprised if McBride gets a shot at an early down roll um, alongside Madison. Puka Nakua going to the Rams in the fifth round. I love that. Like, I think he can start on day one. You guys know how much I like Puka after what I saw at the Senior Bowl. But also his efficiency over the last two seasons when he was on the field, like, top two top three in yards per route run like that was his big concern you know just staying off the on the field but when he was off on the field off the charts man um so if he gets opportunity which i think he can do pretty quickly i think he could be a big time outlier uh as a fifth round wide receiver just hope he can stay healthy so he can take over what robert woods was able to do with sean buffet that's what i'm hoping for now charlie jones Someone to pay attention to to in Cincinnati, he was picked at the end of the fourth round. Uh, He was the most productive college wide receiver last year, and this is Boyd's contract year in 2023, so Jones might actually end up being Boyd's replacement in 2024. Another wide receiver, A.T. Perry, in New Orleans in the sixth round is an interesting one as well. Uh, He had a better profile than a lot of the other guys who went off the board in day three. Uh, He's an ex receiver who could replace Michael Thomas, you know, if he's ever gone. If he's gone after this year, who knows? But it's a long shot, but it's worth noting him. Okay. Uh, Before we sign off, guys, I want to make sure that I let you guys know what's going on with Underdog Fantasy uh, and their huge tournaments that just opened up. Best Ball Mania 4, $15 million in prizes, $3 million to first place. Okay. Best ball is the best format where all you have to do is draft your team and your team automatically gets placed in the starting lineups every single week, weeks one through 18, depending on how they do. Okay, so the best guys will automatically be in the lineups. There is no, absolutely no management of this team, there's no waiver wire pickups. Whoever you draft, you're going to draft like 20 guys and those guys will be placed in your starting lineup depending on who does the best. Okay, so you don't have to worry about it. Draft and forget. With a chance to win a ton of money. Okay, now that was twenty-five dollar entry for the Best Ball Mania. The Puppy, another tournament. Okay, five hundred thousand dollars in prizes. Seventy-five thousand dollars to first place. Only a five dollar entry. Okay, so make sure to use the code Upper Hand when you do sign up with Underdog, so that you can get your first deposit doubled, up to one hundred dollars. All right, so if you put in a hundred bucks using the code Upper Hand, you're gonna get an extra hundred bucks. Two hundred dollars total to put in these contexts you can you know you can you can draft a bunch of bunch of uh bunch of different lineups right with different strategies increase your odds of winning go for it appreciate you guys thank you so much go check out the rookie draft kit all the information is down there in the description I'll see you guys soon take it easy
0: bye bye 2400 sports is an odyssey company